And joining us on the line is Professor Tim Bale, Deputy Director of the UK in a Changing Europe. Welcome to the show, Professor. Yeah, quick and painless is my middle name. <laughs> Let's go for it. Uh, Professor, let me just read out this tweet just for the benefit of the listeners uh, uh, who uh, may not have caught it. Donald Tusk uh, says, Boris Johnson, what's at stake is not winning some stupid blame game. At stake is the future of Europe and the UK, as well as the security and interests of our people. You don't want a deal. You don't want an extension. You don't want to revoke. Quo Vardis, uh, where are you going? Uh, I, I find this quite an extraordinary tweet coming from Donald Tusk. Yeah, I mean, he has been known to uh, tweet uh, slightly undiplomatically uh, and indeed Instagram slightly undiplomatically before. Um, I think really it's a measure of the anger uh, that some people in the E27 uh, feel not only about Boris Johnson's position, um, but also about uh, the behaviour of his spokespeople today, and in particular uh, the the way that they handled the uh, report, anyway, on the uh, phone call with Angela Merkel that uh, Boris Johnson this morning. I think they felt that uh, you know they they kind of seduced Angela Merkel in in that uh, in that readout, and they're, they're angry. Now the German side of this story have said that they don't uh, they're not in the business of revealing contents of phone calls between uh, state leaders, um, but. But on our side, uh, we seemed, well, the number 10 seemed to have released uh, sort of even quoting sentences, which anybody who's been following Angela Merkel and the way she's been speaking in her time as uh, uh, the German Chancellor have said that this just does not sound like things that Angela Merkel would, would say. Is, is this a deliberate attempt by number 10 to just basically wind everybody up so that they can play the blame game and say, look, we tried everything, but it's these dastardly people, the parliament uh, and the EU uh, people who have prevented us from carrying out the will of the people? Well, I think certainly that's Donald Tusk's feeling, and I think it's the EU27's feeling that the deal that Boris Johnson uh, announced last week really wasn't ever going to fly, and that really the last week or so has just been about a blame game. It's just really uh, an attempt by the British government to suggest that uh, you know, the EU27 have messed things up for the UK, but for them, they're there to deal on offer. Uh, when really, if you look into the weeds of the deal, it never, I think, struck anybody who knows anything about Brussels and anything about the relationship as a deal that was going to fly. So it, it's really all about who gets the blame and then moving into an election, as far as Boris Johnson is concerned, being able to say, well, maybe I was forced into an extension, uh, but it's the EU27, it's their fault, it's not mine. And what did you make of this uh, quote-unquote leak um, that came from a number 10 insider, uh, hashtag probably Dominic Cummings, uh, yesterday that it was released to uh, The Spectator. There's a, I think it's a 700-word text message, basically a bit of a rant uh, saying that uh, Leo Varadkar is the one who actually wants a second referendum. Uh, the Ben Act has uh, prevented the Prime Minister from getting any results from Brussels. It also goes on to say that should the UK be forced to extend, they will do everything in their power to uh, uh, get in the way of uh, normal EU proceedings. God knows what that means. But also they've made this sort of veiled, well, slightly veiled threat to countries that have stood in the way of the UK uh, delivering on Brexit and saying that they will be at the bottom of the list. Is this, 
Is this just the rantings of a madman in number 10? <laughs> well, I'd I never go that far. I mean, I think there are two things about this. One is, you know, this constant naming of a, uh, an unnamed number 10 source when it seems fairly clear who it is is getting a bit ridiculous now. I mean, it was, was okay when spokespeople were simply the mouthpiece of, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the PM or, or, or the leader. Uh, but now, you know, they seem to be his brain. I just think it's getting ridiculous that journalists aren't able to say who it is because it's extremely important who's saying this. As to, you know, the purpose of it, well, once again, yes, it does seem to be the blame game uh, uh, again. And, I mean, it's almost Trump-like in the sense that it's sort of lashing out, it's blaming other people, uh, you know, it, it's all their fault and it's not our fault. And also this, this sort of veiled, as you said, well, not very veiled threat to do terrible things to countries that, that don't help us out. And, and really that, I, I think, um, bespeaks a, a kind of complete overestimation of Britain's power position in this negotiation. You know, we're one nation up against 27, and 27 who seem very determined to hold together. The idea that somehow we can punish people for not helping us out, I think is a little bit far-fetched. Uh, Tim, to summarise, is it your view that uh, Boris... Uh, in effect is attempting uh, to say uh, we want a deal but you haven't given it to us so uh, that he actually wants no deal and he wants to blame the EU for that. I'm not absolutely sure he wants no deal. I mean, I just don't think now he thinks he can get a deal this side of an election. I think his hope is to uh, blame the EU27 for the fact that we can't get a deal, um, be forced into an extension and tell people he's been forced into an extension, go to the, the general public on that basis in an election, win a majority, and then who knows what he's going to do. He could pivot then towards a deal. So I'm not absolutely sure that for Boris Johnson anyway, I'm not sure about Dominic Cummings, uh, no deal is exactly what he wants. Uh, at the risk of focusing too much on uh, number 10 and what's going on between them and the EU and this uh, blame game, what's the other side doing? The opposition seem to be uh, tying themselves up in knots because it seems like they cannot agree on a, a single figure uh, to see them through should they be forced into a vote of no confidence and a temporary government, uh, temporary unity government to, to be installed. Uh, it seems that Labour are not budging uh, in in, in their champion of uh, Jeremy Corbyn and it seems that the Liberal Democrats and other parties, and we heard Amber Rudd this morning who seems to be very upset with the goings on at number 10 but she still would stop short of installing Jeremy Corbyn in the number 10 even on a very temporary basis. Yeah, I mean, we've already talked about the kind of electoral incentives for Boris Johnson. Unfortunately, the electoral incentives, both Labour and the Liberal Democrats, make it quite difficult to, to come up with, with a solution in, in this respect. Clearly, you know, for Labour to get Jeremy Corbyn into number 10, even just temporarily, would be a huge boost because one of their problems is no one can imagine him being Prime Minister, except if they're very dedicated Labour supporters. But of course, for the Liberal Democrats, um, since most of their target seats are in Conservative areas, they really don't want to be seen to be facilitating a Corbyn government. The problem is they are going at some point to have to come up with a, a solution if they decide to no confidence Boris Johnson and get someone else in. That may not be necessary, but if it is, it's difficult to see how it can be anyone but Jeremy Corbyn, at least when it comes to trying. Maybe Jeremy Corbyn will be the first option, and then if that fails on the numbers, they can go for someone else.
Uh, finally, uh, Professor, we were expecting a, a, a short prorogation. Um, another one, yes. Uh, is this happening? It was meant to be happening today so that a Queen's speech can be uh, prepared and uh, carried through on Monday. Is this still going ahead? As far as I'm aware, that is going ahead. And, of course, we have to say that we haven't had a prorogation because, of course, that prorogation never actually took It's all an illusion. That's right. <laughs> uh, Professor, thank you so much for your time. Uh, that's Professor Tim Bale, uh, Deputy Director of the UK in a Changing Europe. So they will be some sort of prorogation 